Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard. Hi everyone, welcome to Inside Supercars. Shane Van Gisbergen from the Red Bull Holden Racing Team here. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel. It's been very understated saying it's been a massive week. It has been the weirdest week uh, and weekend for a long time that I can remember, Craig. You almost have to go back to a Calder and rained out races or something like that. There was only a, a case, what, a year ago where we lost the second uh, race at Surface Paradise. So it's oh, right now, a, yes. interesting to note, Tony, that at this point I have checked with supercars and Jamie Wing Cup and Shane Van Gisbergen's Pole Awards will stand in the record books. Now, not sure if they'll uh, receive the armour or money or not, but uh, uh, supercars are saying at this point they have got those two poles in the record books We'll just have to see if they stay there. I was in the TCR paddock when the news came through because TCR and 5000s were due on track. They'd already had a historic parade. I think those cars did appear on track and ran around. I came through gate 10 to hundreds of people lined up waiting to get in. It was supposed to be at 8.45 and it's certainly at 9 o'clock. They weren't being allowed in and it was stalled. The meeting was, uh, no one knew really what was going on at that stage, certainly not down at the level we were dealing. In the PCR paddock, they were waiting to hear news as to whether they would be on track or not. Um, there was a mixture of uh, confusion, anger. Um, certainly there were some fans who I spoke to at the gate who were quite angry, but they didn't know the full extent of what was going to happen next. I think that a lot of those people are so self-absorbed that they forget that people have flown from the other side of the world um, to actually work and that their job is to make racing cars go fast around tracks and do quick pit stops and all those sort of things. So hearing the uh, the anger of fans was uh, a bit confusing. Certainly uh, there was just uh, you know disbelief really at first in both the TCR and the 5000 paddock that the races had been uh, cancelled, the weekend was uh, a non-event. Then when you get over to the supercar paddock, um, it's uh, even more sort of confusion, really, and they were well aware of various things, obviously through the connections where, you know, Zach Brown was uh, in the garage of the Walkinshaw team for most of uh, Thursday and Friday, or Thursday and Wednesday, rather, and uh, when it came out, in fact, that, 14 members of the McLaren team were um, self-isolating and in quarantine, it started to get a good idea of the gravity of the situation. Um, I certainly believe that the right decision was made. I don't uh, have any anger or angst, as many people do, um, towards uh, either the AGP Corporation, Formula One, FIA. It's an unprecedented situation. And I think people should uh, realise that there are an awful lot of sports around the world. I mean, you know, there are already thousands of people who have died from this thing. And, yes, a lot more people die by other means, whether they're car accidents or, you know, all sorts of strange and wonderful things that happen to people. But I think that people should put in perspective that this is a sport, sport business for a lot of people, and that they weren't able to do what they supposedly want to do and, and do want to do, that um, I, I 
confusion in the upbrains being supreme. Mm. We've yeah. got a lot of uh, interviews this week, Craig, from people involved in in supercars at the highest level, like Dutton, Tim Edwards, Ben Croke, Matt Stone, Betty Clamico, and others. Um, so I think we'll certainly listen to them. Did you have any uh, thing that from the outside you were sitting around waiting for something to happen, I imagine? You didn't have to sit around too long because there was the Premier making announcements, This, if we're talking about Friday morning, because Saturday, yeah. uh, because Thursday it looked like somehow they'd managed to dodge a bullet and it was going to go along trouble-free. Thursday morning, Daniel Andrews made an announcement, said you could do it, but you're going to do it with no fans. That was probably communicated a little bit too late because the fans, as you mentioned, were already at the gate. And what did they then do? They went and bundled themselves onto trams and to get themselves back to their original location. So um, it it was a it was a crazy day when you come to think about how everything fell into place, how you, when you're trying to get bits and pieces of information and you being on the ground were getting first-hand accounts from the people you're in front of and being further away, you're getting a lot more of those first-hand accounts all combined into the one, into the one monitor, if you like. I think what we have learned and what will be fascinating is at the moment, Supercar's press statements have said that they are going to make up this. They need to keep 14 rounds. I think we need to be... Uh, we need to consider that there is television rights holders, Supercars is paid for their contractual arrangements, and if it's per race, or to have X amount of races per year go X amount of kilometres per year, which is part of the agreement with the teams, then... They can do that in a multitude of ways. And uh, I know in a Facebook uh, conversation that I uh, was having with Ben Nightingale from DJR Team Penske, he was clear in that conversation speaking to us that it was his opinion that you could just run an extra race at a couple of the rounds and make up the four races that you've missed. Alternatively, you if you need to give them X amount of days of supercars coverage, then that one becomes more difficult because then you're going to have to run those race meetings, you know, three days long and give them three days' worth of coverage. Our immediate thoughts are, does Tasmania want the supercar circus heading down to the Apple Isle if there is... Well, there would be a risk that Zach Brown has had Walkinshaw Andretti employees in the McLaren garages and vice versa. They, they're working as a team. They've, they've got uh, relationships there. Is it possible now that Walkinshaw Andretti United's team, and we need to uh, investigate this, and is it now possible that those that team is going to have to take a measure of um, itself before it can move on to any other race? And a 14 days from Saturday, let's say, probably does clear them for Tassie. My, my own view is I think it's highly unlikely that in the current climate and realising, as you say, it, it's a dynamic that is moving with great speed, um, you know, the doubling of the number of people infected, the doubling of the number of deaths and all these sorts of things, 
since, you know, Tuesday, Monday, you know, last week, um, that I think it's unlikely that uh, certainly Simon Spades will go ahead. And I think because of the most recent ones, which you told me some of more about was New Zealand, the things that they've put in place, that I think it's unlikely that uh, that event will, will happen as well. Now, uh, given that it was going to happen on a specific date, I like the scenario you put forward, which maybe you could now uh, <laughs> give us your, your view on of uh, how you could work um, New Zealand in and, and do a couple of events. Okay. New Zealand has put in a 14-day mandatory uh, self-isolation. Now, what I haven't been able to determine since we were talking was will the will the New Zealand government close down sporting events like as we wake up this morning on Monday and find that any event that's going to attract a crowd bigger than 500 people and is has been asked to refrain from happening now Sunday we saw the cancellation of a motorsport event which you'd think would be the most remote and that is the NIDA National Capital Rally it has been postponed now rallying whilst it doesn't draw big crowds it is spread out over such a huge um it has such a huge footprint that um you know i would have thought that a rally would have had less concerns than say a, a road racing event which at the moment we're seeing uh the formula ford championship in new south wales is set to continue um racing at circuit mark weber is set to continue in the act so I digress, but the New Zealand travel advice is a 14-day self-isolation. If they still can draw a crowd, could they be allowed to race, go over, if they can't race in Australia, go over, race at Hampton Downs, stay in the country once they've completed their mandatory 14 days, they can stay there, move to the South Island. If I don't know if Hampton Downs has got the correct um, FIA track um highlands park you mean highlands park Park. sorry highlands park i don't know if it has the same if it has the same um fia track license that would allow supercars to run but you could run down at highlands park and then potentially go to pukekohe on a date that's not anzac day where you can run and have engine noise and then you could possibly make up two two rounds plus have a have the new zealand round um, of course, there's a problem. You're only allowed to run one race outside of the country, and that's part of the FIA rules. However, I think we've got exceptional circumstances here where the FIA wouldn't, yeah, necessar- yeah. wouldn't necessarily be saying, no, no, you can't do it. But you'd, you'd have to have a, a few things line up, and one of which would be you need to, um, you need to have, uh, you need to have a crowd. Because someone's got to pay for it. Look, I, I, that scenario is certainly one that uh, New Zealand. I'm sure that the fans of supercars um, would uh, love to entertain. Um, I think a more likely scenario, and having just been over at uh, New Zealand for both the uh, for the TRS series when we raced at Hampton and Pukekohe on successive weekends, I think that's a more likely scenario because I don't believe there'd be the infrastructure down in uh, Queenstown near Cromwell 
to entertain the idea of supercars travelling down there. It's a much bigger circus than the Toyota one, um, the supercars one, and because the transporters aren't going, it would all be being done by uh, trucks and containers. Uh, I think the more likely one would be that uh, you could run not successive weekends, but do it over a three-week span, um, Hampton, and then a weekend off, and then uh, come back and put a car before the cars fly back to Australia. I think that would be one that's possible and also one that could entertain some crowd. But it's that thing that you know, maybe New Zealand, uh, like Australian government, they would say that we don't want to have large crowds. Now, you know, what's the break-even point for a crowd at a supercar event in New Zealand? I've got no idea. Um, it more than likely there's much higher costs involved in going offshore. Uh, I know that the cost of uh, getting Hampton Downs on the circuit is uh, not uh, a major cost because Tony uh, Quinn was not looking at it as a, uh, a cost item and it's just what uh, supercars who would be promoting the event would look to. So it's an interesting scenario, but uh, one in which it will be developing as we go along. And we'll all sit back and wait and see what, um, what occurs. For Monday the uh, 16th of March is not as we, anyone expected to have uh, a non-result from the Grand Prix. So from all of us at Inside Supercars, that's it for this uh, day. And until tomorrow, we're going to be having Mark Dutton on board. Thank you, Craig Rell, and thank you from me. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.